It's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The stone eyes a hole. Sedwell awaiting the clock. The spot, the kick is up. The kick is down. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here they're comes coming the blue from coats. the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter in the caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Height with the press box on the roar. Good morning. Welcome to the Press Box. Brad Sigum here with John Hyde broadcasting live on this Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios here at The Roar, 105.5, theroarfm.com. Happy hump day to you all out there and looking forward to a fun show today. It's Concernometer Day and there are plenty of concerns. Shocker, we're going to get to the future of college football and athletics as we know it no no chance we'll tackle that but uh, we always do we'll get to that coming up shortly uh, Clemson baseball starts four and zero on the new year we'll discuss that plus Clemson basketball on the hardwood tonight down in Atlanta against Georgia Tech we'll get to that game and preview it as we go throughout the show plus we'll take your call 654 Roar is the number on the phone lines and on the Adams and Co. roofing text line. Free agency in the NFL. Sean Elliott revealed his reasoning for leaving Georgia State as the sitting head coach to take the tight ends coach, run game coordinator uh, job at South Carolina. So we'll get to all that. It's going to be a busy show. It's going to be a fun one. Six five four Roar. You want to get in? Good morning, John. How are you? Doing well, Brad. How you doing this morning? I'm good. Um, Watch what college basketball last night? I did. Number one got court stormed. UConn went down last night to Creighton. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I, I uh, cut that game on, switched over to that after you and I were texting last night during the uh, NC State-Syracuse debacle of a basketball game that took place. <laughs> Very NC State-ish last uh, night. Oh, it was state. Full Wolfpack. I think a full, full uh, Wolfpack, but... Half full Wolfpack. Yeah, the half Wolfpack. It was, it was typical NC State. Um... But UConn just got routed on the road, sixty-six to eighty-five at Creighton. But I want I want you to answer this question for me, Brad. Could this be the best thing to happen to UConn? Sort of get a loss out of the way, late February, you know, kind of re yeah. readjust, recalibrate, kind of. Because I mean, they had lost two games prior to last night. Yeah, 
And they, they probably needed to face a little adversity. Yeah. I mean, things had been too easy for them. And Creighton's a really, really good team. Yeah. It's not like they got upset by a fledgling, you know, 500 team or an NCAA bubble team just trying to find a way to get in, and, you know, their last grasp kind of kind of game. No, Creighton feels like they can win high-level games like that. They're good enough to do that. They're a top-10 team in terms of net ranking. So they're they're capable of winning big ones, but yeah, probably so. It, I, I could see it being beneficial down the road for UConn to sort of get that out of the way. And you know what? The thing is, UConn, and, and we'll see how the one seeds ends up, ends up playing out, but I don't know. I mean, UConn probably doesn't have to win the Big East this year in the the, the tournament title. You know, I can only get probably a, right. You know, a must. In fact, it may behoove them to to play a game, win, and then maybe get knocked out after that and go, go extra rest time for the NCAA tournament. I think you can make the case. Take the Roy Williams that. approach to the tournament. I'm not saying you. <laughs> there you go. I'm not saying you don't want to win the Big East. You certainly do. And there's there's pride on the line, and you should always fight for any title you can get. But I don't think it'd be the end of the world. So it's not the end of the world. They lost last night. The Stort Corming Stort, Stort Court Storming. There, there we go. go. Uh, scene was fascinating. Like you, you could see the buildup. You saw the students like climbing down yep. the seats, working their way, and then you just knew uh, it, it was going to be a fracas. It's going to be a wild atmosphere and as they storm the court. I'll be honest. I don't think Coach Hurley handled it very well. <laughs> That what? was soft. Yeah, that was a little soft. Telling a fan you're going to knock him out. <laughs> well, not, not all losing teams handle losing well, John. No, that's very true. But also, I, what, my mother, my, I guess, maybe not really push back. I guess my response to that is, what, what do you expect to happen when there's just thousands of people descending on a basketball court? Like, oh, what yeah, do you no, expect it's, to occur? It's absolute pandemonium. Like, nothing good is going to come of it. And someone's going to get a little too close to someone and cause some issues. I mean, it's just it's inevitable when that I mean, I can think occurs. of several instances in just the last two years where that's occurred. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why a lot of these conferences really, really try to keep, you know, for safety concerns, try to keep people off. But, you know, your 14-game win streak ends. Uh, you got blown out. I mean, they were getting routed early. And UConn fought back and got within 10. I don't think they got any closer than 10. And then Creighton was able to push it back to 12 and then 15 and then 18. And then they won comfortably 85 to 66 uh, down the stretch. I think it was about four minutes to go maybe when, when UConn was able to cut it to 10, something something around there. Uh, but then there was just no – there's no way. Creighton was able to, to force enough misses. Well, UConn also got a little – <laughs> they got a little uh, wild with their shot selection. They're That's like, a good way to put it. They're like, ah, oh, we're down 12 with like three minutes to go. We jack up a three, get a rebound. Guy, guy gets an offensive rebound, goes to the wing, and just turns around and fires without even looking at the basket. I mean, it's just such a horrible shot. But, you know, I mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter. There's nothing to be mad about no. if you're a coach. But it just showed they, they knew that the game was over. Uh, but that was um, that was one of many I think, important key basketball games last the, night. The, the biggest game in the country happened last night, Brad. We haven't talked about it. In the Mountain West, Utah State 68, San Diego State 63. Your Mountain West Conference. This was actually a massive game in that league. That league had a couple of big games. Or San Diego State now at 20-7, Utah State 22-5. and 
Whew. Yeah, uh, they, they jockeying for position. Now all these teams are getting in the tournament, correct? Um, like the, one, the the ones that played last night that are I, I think yeah I think there's three or four from that league maybe even five gosh yeah there's there's probably four from that league Utah State Boise oh there's at least San Diego league. State Colorado State maybe even Nevada but Utah State San Diego State played last night Boise State played last night Nevada played so there's the all of the, Nevada's going to get in but all all of those teams are going to get into the NCAA tournament. But they all played some key games. Uh, but you're right. Utah State beating and, San and New State Mexico. Texas gets in with New Mexico as They're well. They're also going to get yeah. in. They, they play tonight. They've got a huge game tonight. So this this is as despite you know forget all the narratives and stuff. I mean these these are some highly these are fun games. If you're just looking for some late night basketball to watch again, I've I've tried to watch a little bit of late night basketball every day for the last probably two weeks because there's just at least one game on that interests me. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure I have something on the second screen all times with basketball right now. Or college baseball, if I can get it on the television. Yep. Yeah, New Mexico is hosting Colorado State tonight. Uh, the Rams are ranked, by the way. So that that's a huge yeah. game. Yeah, it's kind of the thing we've talked about so much, Texer asked. So the Mountain West is a 6-7 to seven bid league? That's crazy. It it, it might be. I, that's the narrative that's being pushed. I, we'll see if they actually get that many teams in and... There'll be some bid stealers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, someone in that tournament's going to... But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, despite our not love for the narrative that's being pushed about the the Mountain West, that it's just infinitely better than the ACC this year and some other leagues, it is entertaining basketball. There's a lot of good teams in that league. Oh, yeah. I can, I can separate that. You know, I enjoyed having it on the television last night, watching some of this Mountain West basketball. It, it's a good product. Wait, you can separate narrative and and enjoyment and entertainment? Not from 9 to noon on uh, Monday through Friday, but, you know, in the evenings, okay. yeah, I can try. Okay. You can try. It's a lot easier when you're not at work. Yeah, absolutely. So, I just think there's there's reason to watch this league. Like, we, we, we sort of bemoaned it the other day. And, like, and I can be annoyed by the narratives that are being pushed out there. And, I mean, we've talked about John Ross. I think he's very good at his job, but he has he's pushing the Mountain West this year. He just is. Yeah. And I can separate my annoyance with that with it being a good product on the court. Well, I'd, yes, agreed. We need to separate the Mountain West getting six to eight teams in, while the ACC gets three is like a is a narrative I just don't I don't buy. Right. But it doesn't take away these are fun teams to watch. Yeah, They're good teams. It's good basketball. It is, uh, and it was it was last night, and it it will be again. I mean, they're not the it's Warriors not. of Miramac, but you know, hey, what can you do? The Warriors of... I forgot about Merrimack. Our squad now, apparently. Uh, That's our adopted... um, Mid-major in the press box. Low-major. major yeah. It's not even a mid-major. Which... uh, We mean no disrespect to the fine Northeast Conference, for the record. No, not in any way whatsoever uh, at all. Uh, But I, I do think that, you know, that league is... The Mountain West is worth... Worth keeping up with uh, just about each and every night right now. Some big games over in the ACC. Did you watch? Did you watch what Wake Forest did to Pitt? Oh my goodness! I actually didn't. I was too consumed with the oh. nonsense going on between Syracuse and NC State. Have we not had? I, may, maybe this is just college basketball in twenty twenty four. But have we not had some just epic routes going on in the ACC yeah. between teams that you think are similar in? 
ability. Look at the last two nights in the league, Brad. Virginia Tech just destroys UVA, and we think UVA is a better program. And then the route that took place last night, 91-58, to wake over Pitt. Both those teams sort of fighting for some NCAA conversations, and I think <laughs> I think Wake's got to be in very much in the conversation at this point. Where are they currently in the net ranking? In the net. Um, hold on, I'll tell you. I've got that information. You always have the net readily available. I, I you Joe, but I actually do look at the net almost each and every day, like each and I every morning. I, I respect that. I'm glad that you do, so I don't have to. Fair enough. There, uh, Wake Forest is about 40th, so they're they're in they're now inside squarely inside the top 50 and right around 40. Where is UVA currently? 50. Could the ACC get five? Could we yeah, have spent all yeah. of January hand-wringing for nothing? Yeah, probably so. Sweet. And I I still think Pittsburgh is is a team that can get in. Like I don't I don't think it's Pitt or a fifth team. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I think Wake Forest gotta be in right now. I have Wake Forest in, John. Do your numbers have Wake Forest in? Yeah. I think so. I think right now, as we sit here on February twenty first, I would Lean to think North Carolina, Duke, UVA, Wake Forest, and Clemson all make the tournament. Remember yesterday when I told you Virginia's resume doesn't match what you see from the Cavaliers. Like, they just don't have a lot of quad one type stuff. They yeah. don't have their 50th in the net, but they're 11-5 and five in conference play, and they're just biting on the hills of the hills. They already have 20 wins on the season. So, like you can't, yeah, so does North Carolina. They have the same amount of total wins. And Duke, yeah. So you can't just go, ah, oh, Virginia's not getting in. Just, if you look at the resume, blind resume, you're going, nah, they're not getting in. Then I tell you the non-metric stuff, the the record, the conference record, and who the team is, and you're like, yeah, they're getting in. Why is Wake not? Wake has they're 10, 10 spots higher in the net, so a better resume, metrically speaking, and they're 9-6 and six compared to Virginia's 11-5 and five in league play. Why? They have three three less wins overall total, but I I just don't think you can make a case to keep the Deeks out. And for, if Virginia's in, Wake's in. I think that's fair. Uh, Brad Texer gets in the Amsco Roofing text line. Wake needs to be in over Texas A and M. Completely absurd that A and M is still considered. Agreed. One hundred. Now, especially after last night, A and M lost to Arkansas. Ugh. Who can't beat anybody hardly? This ain't game. Arkansas last year. Oh no, this is not the the muscleman with all the NBA talent. No, they are. Mm, yeah, I agree with the texture. I one hundred percent agree with the texture. That that's where the SEC is getting a little overinflated. In which sport? <laughs> that's not nice. Six five four roar. You want to get in with us? We've got more college basketball to get to. NFL, college football. What a baseball! I mean, what what are we not going to cover today? It's going to be a very wide ranging show. Six five four Roar, You want to get any more to come after this? Two thousand eight was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle, or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, and I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. 
Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate, serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. Award-winning tacos are not all we do. We also offer healthy bowls, delicious salads, crispy quesadillas, and shareables like brisket egg rolls, street corn fritters, and fresh guacamole. The owners, all Upstate dudes, enjoy humbly working alongside the 400 men and women we proudly employ. Don't wait. Your Willie Taco familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky, fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFries.com. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I'm a proud Clemson alumni from the class of 1981. When folks come to see us, they've generally got a problem of some sort. And we start out by listening. That's what makes the Davis Law Group different. Whether it be a work-related injury, a problem dealing with an insurance company, or a family law issue, you are going to end up having to deal with the judicial system. And it is a journey. So what we try to do is help you find a path forward through that system in a way that you will have a fair result. Contact us today at davis.law. We'll be glad to help. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar. Knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more and this becomes figure skater. We are the Roar. Back here live on the Roar. Press box for Brad and John. We're going to come to baseball shortly. 
654-7627. College basketball, Clemson takes on Georgia Tech later on today, and we'll have that for you here on The Roar. So make your plans now uh, to, to be listening in as the Tigers look to get above 500 in league play and avenge that home loss to Georgia Tech with a trip on the road again tonight uh, at 7 p.m. tip-off. We'll have the pregame for you at 6.30. Don Munson, Tim Bure, down in Atlanta. Easy drive. We have a lot of listeners in Atlanta. Go check out the Tigers and the Jackets tonight. I got a feeling there's some tickets available if you'd like to go. Probably so. <laughs> Maybe able to get in the door. You probably should be able to get in the door. Georgia Tech not knocking on the door of a of an NCAA tournament bid as they're eleven and fifteen overall, and really don't have much of a chance of um, a postseason right now. Four and eleven in league play. The only team worse than them in conference play this season has been the Louisville Cardinals. That being said, Georgia Tech of their four wins has one over Clemson, one over Duke, and one over North Carolina. Make it make sense, John. I can't. Okay. Well, thank you for trying. Uh, anytime. I'm always here to help. <laughs> but you're asking me to make sense of Georgia Tech basketball, and I, I just can't do that. Mm, fair enough. Uh, you mentioned NC State. Uh, 87-83, Syracuse goes on the road and stops the Wolfpack momentum that they picked up in a last-second victory over Clemson on Saturday night. So last night, uh, NC State goes home and has a letdown game. I mean, really, Syracuse... Syracuse shot the absolute lights out. That one guy had like what five three was it seven three pointers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was seven three pointers in the first half for Syracuse. But they uh, Bell, yes, but he they eight for ten on the yeah night. eight for ten seven. Yeah, he was one shot of the uh, all time school record, which I'm just I'm just guessing off the top of my head probably Jerry McNamara. I, who who knows? I don't know who said it. I'm just guessing it's Jerry McNamara. That's a, that's a fair guess. I mean, it could have been Joe Girard, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Jerry Mack. But he's on staff, by the way, at Syracuse. Uh, but they, wow, that makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, it should. 87-83. Uh, does this really this really hampers NC State's momentum? And they're, are they even worth talking about in terms of bids? Not really. It's just, it's just crazy. I mean, just so NC State to come out and let Syracuse score 55 in the first half. Let... <laughs> Let them. Yeah, you can't tell me they were playing quality defense if you're putting up 55 and a half. No, I mean, I watched the first half. It was very defensively optional kind of game. Well, and I also think this is what happens when you are so feast or famine with DJ Horn. He was incredible once again, but you're not getting much else off of this roster. I thought Middlebrooks gave you some good minutes. DJ Burns was fine, but like, I don't know. It It just seems so disjointed at times with State. 16 and 10 overall, 8 and 7 in the conference, but they're 75th in the net rankings following this this loss to uh to Syracuse, which uh, Syracuse is just not a good team this year. No, but you know, I'll, then again, NC State does have Duke and Carolina left on the schedule. They've got Pitt left on the schedule, so they've got some, you know, quad 1 opportunities, quad 2 opportunities to kind of boost their resume, but as of right now, I wouldn't think NC State is getting near the tournament. I would not bank on it whatsoever. Um, I was looking to see. I think they're. I think they may have fallen. That may have been a, an older net that I saw on them. I have to find theirs. But Syracuse, yeah, 80. They felt five spot. They were 75th. This is post. That was pre-loss. Post-loss, 
they are 80th now. That's it. I, there's no reason to even come, even talk about NC State. Unless they go on some type of a crazy run here. I mean, they're not beating both North Carolina and Duke. And they, you, you said they have both of them. Left. Yeah, and Pitt. They're not. They're not beating. They're not beating two of the three. No. So we. I think we can just forget about them the rest of the year. Uh, Syracuse is 84. They were 90th. Man, that's a brutal loss. Uh, Texter asked, "Would Kevin Keats be fired after this season?" I. I don't think so. I think it's worth asking and worth discussing. If you're the brass at NC State, are you having those conversations? At the not now. At the end of the season, that's what Texter asked. Yeah, but yes, I think I think you're having some of those conversations. Do you? Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I have. I mean, I, I need to pull up like his the what he's done in the entirety of his time at NC State. But it's. I feel like he's always on the hot seat, and then he wins just enough games, and by mid-June or mid-June, by mid-January, late January, we kind of forget about it. But he is 129 and 89 as the head coach at NC State. They, he has one, two, three, four seasons with more than 20 wins. Has he had back-to-back years where he missed the tournament? Um, yes. There was four years, whereas an NIT did not make the postseason, NIT, and then did not make the postseason before uh, last year where they made the tournament. Okay. He's made the tournament uh, two times as the head coach at NC State. Yeah. He probably gets one more year. Would be my guess. Clemson, by the way, in the net rankings, fell a spot last night after <laughs> not playing. Uh, as of they, course. <laughs> they slipped to 28th as they were previously 27th. Uh, Texas Tech... Uh, fell a spot. I'm trying to see. Oh, Wake Forest made the huge jump. That's that's what happened. Wake Forest. Remember, I was looking at yesterday's net. Right. Wake Forest went from 40th to 26th by beating Pitt. And in the in the way in which they did it. Yeah, it had, it had to be margin. It had to be. Had, oh yeah. That that was a, one of the margin wins. Because just beating Pitt on the surface should not elicits such a leap in the net rankings, but when you dominate Pitt like that, when you beat him by over 30, Wake Forest is in the tournament right now. I agree with you. 26 in the net? They're not getting left out if they're, if they're banging on the top 25 in the net rankings? I wouldn't think so. I mean, there's opportunities for them to fall backward, but, you know, I actually think this is good for Clemson. Why is that? Because I don't think you want to face Wake Forest in Winston-Salem, the final regular season game, with Wake in a must-win, like having to win that game to get a, a a resume victory. It would really behoove the Tigers if Wake Forest is able to beat Duke this weekend. It would kind of need to be the other way around, where like Wake's like, oh, okay, we're in, you know, we're yeah. in the tournament's last regular season game. Let's let's turn our attention over to the conference title or the conference uh, tournament, and we, you know, if, if we win this game, great, but. And Clemson has played well on the road this year. Played better on the road at home, in my opinion. But they've played well on the road. So I think I think this behooves the Tigers that Wake Forest is surging in the in the direction of being a tournament team and it doesn't come down to that game. Like their last chance to get a resume built right. before the conference tournament. I, I agree with you. Well heartedly. Clemson's the one who may need that, that game 
to be a resume builder for. I mean, that right now that, that's setting up to be a quad one game for the Tigers. Absolutely, I think like I said, this is very good for the Tigers that wakes on this run. So you have one more big quality resume point to add in the final regular season game. Yeah, this is really good. This is actually good for Clemson. They need Wake Forest to keep winning and set up a big time showdown uh, between those two teams. So I would, uh, I would think that would that be what what is best for uh, the Tigers. Over in the SEC, we, we told you Arkansas beat, I don't know how this happened, beat A&M in College Station 78-71 last night, John. Can you make that make sense? Uh, no, I can't. Arkansas has been one of the bigger disappointments in college basketball this year. As an as a entire program. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. Not just... Um, now, everything involved there. in the league. Yeah, everything involved there has been a giant disappointment. Um... I can't make a ton of sense to it other than it's, you know, college basketball and you're going to trip up sometimes when you definitely shouldn't. Tennessee almost did last night. They trailed Missouri by double digits in the second half and then flipped a switch. I mean, they had like a, like a 20 to something run. I mean, they just tur- completely turned the game around. They ended up holding on and winning by five, but they went from down 10 to up 12 in like no time. Did you happen to hear the Missouri coach's press conference after that game? No, I didn't. You, well, we can't play it on the air. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll get fined heavily. Ah, uh, heavily. Or there'll be so many uh, bleeps in there that you won't make sense of what uh, he's he saying. He personally asked not to bleep it out after he said the quote. Can you Told give me the some writers context? in the room. Um, he said, we're very bad at drawing fouls. We can't do it. We suck at it. And then added some expletives after that. So he was mad at the officiating? No, he's mad at his team oh. for being 0-13 in SEC play. Oh, he flat out came out. I was like, yeah, we suck. We're not any good. But he didn't He didn't go full Rick Pitino. No, he did not go Rick Pitino. Okay. Where you just, you talk about how disappointed you are. That and then you double here. down at the, your next press conference and continue to say that how bad the, your players are. <laughs> how disappointed you are that you're even at this school right now with these people. Like we said, it on, hey, we said it on Monday, Rick. We'll say it again. You don't have to be there. You didn't have to take this job. No, he was fine at Iona. Could have stayed there for probably another five, six, seven years. And it was great. We only had three weeks of Rick Patino awareness once a year when they would show up in the tournament and they get bounced and we move on with our lives. Exactly. And I and I was fine with that. It was a much simpler time. That would have been an embarrassing loss for Tennessee. So good for the Vols that they did. Good for your bandwagon. That the number five team in the country didn't didn't give Missouri Woo. their first conference win in late February. Good for me because I told you I have to jump off the bandwagon in March. It's not March. I got another week of this. Of riding the Tennessee bandwagon, you almost exited early. <laughs> I might have had, I, I might have just jumped off in mid-roll. One of those uh, exit off ramps, just just jumping out of there right before, right before you can. Yep. Don't even don't even ask questions. Uh, last night in the Big Twelve, BYU seventy-eight, Baylor seventy-one. Uh, big one, big one for the Cougs to get the upset there. I tell you, I watched a actually good... they were favored. It really wasn't an upset, but they were. I mean, Baylor's a top fifteen team. No, yeah, it's, it was a good win. I uh, spent a little bit of time last night uh, at the end of the evening watching some of that TCU-Texas Tech game. How about Texas Tech won by, by one point? 82-81. And dropped a spot in the net. <laughs> of course they did. Because Wake Forest beat Pitt. By 33 points. In, in, in words that would be better described by the coach of Missouri <laughs> than me. <laughs> That's how bad they beat them. It was bad. It, it takes expletives to to describe exactly how how bad Pitt got beat. I mean, it was so bad, John, that the net rankings got flipped on their head last night. Congratulations, Pitt. 
You are the team that changed everything in the net in, in one evening. Brett, I got to ask you here. We, there's, we'll talk a good bit and continue to talk about Clemson and Georgia Tech tonight. We do have Duke-Miami in the league. What would it take for you at 7 o'clock tonight to sit down and watch Notre Dame versus Louisville in basketball? How much money are you offering? I was saying, what, what's, the, what's the price number have to be at? What time is the game? 7 o'clock, same time as the Clemson game. So that obviously creates some issues. But a combined, if I can do that, a combined 17 wins on the year. Depends on where I'm at in my life uh, as to how much <laughs> it would take. <laughs> at this stage right now, this moment, this week, this day, a lot. Uh, that is, oh, I mean, imagine I'd be a media member having to go to that. Like, that's your job is to have to show <laughs> up and You have to go. That. Like, you have no choice. I mean, you're, yeah, you're getting paid to be there. You're being compensated. But you would start to question some life decisions and professional decisions yes. if you're walking the bill. Look, I, I've been there. I've, I've I've witnessed some some teams that had like single digit wins playing each other in basketball. It's it's tough. Heck, I've seen some in football. It's really hard. How do you write about it? How do you like you care? How do you not show up right at tip off or maybe three or four minutes into the game because you didn't leave the house till late? Hard to be a consummate professional when you're when you're face covering games of that that nature. It's also uh, the lowest point total tonight in the ACC. All right, let me guess. Um, where's the game at Louisville? It's at the Yum Center. Yeah, Louisville by three. Right now, Louisville is favored by one and a half. Okay, and the total in this game. We'll see if you can guess the total. Uh, I'll go one. Is this like 120? No, it's more than that. Okay, okay. Like 140-something? It's 134 and a half. Okay. okay. Somewhere in the middle. It's low. <laughs> that That is pretty low. When, when, when you said when you said low, I'm thinking, like, oh, gosh, is this thing in the 120s? Because that would be hilarious. Uh, but, no. Are you are you going to watch that game? Should, we, should that be a press box assignment that one of us has to watch the game and report back tomorrow? Only if it's you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm out. Sorry. Are, are you working the Clemson game tonight? I will not be, no. Oh, I'll so, be at home consuming the Clemson So you can game. go double screens like you always do. You always I can, brag about your in double theory, screens. In theory, I could. Double screen John over here. Hey, got to consider. There's a lot of stuff going on this time of year. I'm, I'm single screening it tonight, and I can promise you that if I turn it on to Louisville Notre Dame, I will have a certain 10-year-old who was very upset <laughs> and will probably storm out of the room in protest. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're right about that. He will... Uh, Will not stand for that type of poor athletic performance on his television set. For those who want me to free my kids, I can't force them to watch Notre Dame and Louisville. That would that would be restricting them. That that's punishment. That's if they did something in school they should. Yeah, have if they done. do something bad in school today, that needs to be the punishment. You don't get to watch the Clemson game. You have to sit down and watch Notre Dame Louisville every second, and you have to report back to me on what you saw. He's well smart enough and well versed in basketball to do that. Thank you, Texter. Texter finally understands. Double the screens, double the scoff. <laughs> well, that feels like the scoff game of scoff games for you. Yes, it's my Super Bowl. Then you should double screen it and scoff. Because I'm sure you'll scoff at something in the uh, Clemson-Georgia Tech game. Probably officiating, we might guess. It's ACC basketball. You have a good chance. And then you can scoff at uh, Notre Dame or Louisville when they go one for, for 19 from the three-point line. You mean one of them. Both are going to do it. Well, the other's going to go like two of 16. I'm okay, trying to fair. give somebody some credit. That's fair. 
654 Roar. Take some calls right after this. Don't go anywhere. Landscaper Supply in Piedmont is having a big grand opening event February 23rd and 24th. Join Quok and Ben live on location from noon till 3 on Friday the 23rd. Lots of giveaways plus free food. Landscaper Supply, Highways 8 and 81, Piedmont. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Thompson and King want you to know that there has been an important change in veterans' rights. Vets or widows of vets who served in Vietnam in the Navy may now be able to receive Agent Orange benefits. Public Law 11623 is known as the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Vets Act of 2019. These Blue Water claimants may also be eligible if their claims were previously denied. If you or your deceased spouse served in Vietnam in the Navy, please call 222-0200 or online at thompsonking.com. East Main Furniture in Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Bosch is hosting a direct hire event for maintenance technicians at 1100 Scottsbridge Road in Anderson on Tuesday, February 27th from 9 to 2. Recently increased pay rates and multiple shifts. Learn more and RSVP at hdijobs.com backslash Bosch. Rely on EnviroMulch for all of your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and more. EnviroMulch will make your yard look amazing during the months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Hey, Clemson, we need your help. Supporting the Clemson Tigers is in our blood, and so is giving back to our community. You can do that by donating blood with the Blood Connection. Every two seconds, someone needs a blood transfusion. Our local hospitals rely on community blood donors just like you to help our fellow Tiger fans in need. When you donate blood with TBC, you know your donation is making a difference right here in the upstate. Just go to thebloodconnection.org donate to make your appointment to save lives today. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The needs of modern businesses are always changing, but corporate cards haven't evolved in decades until now. Meet Ramp, the all-in-one finance platform that combines corporate cards with spend management software. Ramp is the only card designed to actually help your business spend less, not more. With Ramp, you can set custom controls to stop out-of-policy spend before it even happens. And Ramp software even does expense reports for you. No more manual entries, no more chasing receipts. And with best-in-class accounting integrations, you'll close your books in days, not weeks. Ramp gives you better insights and a real-time view of all company spend. 
so you can stay focused on the big picture and build a healthier business. Join over 15,000 businesses who have switched to Ramp and start saving an average of 5%. Modern finance runs on Ramp. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. That's R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Your home for Clemson women's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar, the press box with Brad and John. Go to the phone line, 654-7627. You want to get in. It's Javante up next. Hey, Javante, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to make a comment and get y'all comments off the air. In my opinion, tonight, this game against Georgia Tech is very crucial. If we lose this game tonight, my opinion, I think we will have to win every game going forward from now. We can't lose tonight and then lose another one down the stretch from now to the ACC tournament. Thank you all for allowing me to get on and go Tigers. Thank you, Javante. I appreciate you getting in today. Um, I don't uh, I don't know that I necessarily agree. I mean, I, I can understand the premise, and, and maybe it ends up playing out that way. But, you know, as I said yesterday, the NC State game just meant that you can't lose, I think, both Georgia Tech and Florida State. I think, you know, I, I'm not sure you can lose either one. To be honest with you, um, I think tonight is much more of a must-win than Saturday. It's only because you've already beaten Florida State and you've lost to Georgia Tech. Do they have to go? On, they have to run the table if they lose this game tonight. Is the question that Javante is posing? I don't think so. But then again, you look at some of the opponents left, and it's not like it's a lot of. They can lose to Wake Forest and be okay. That's, I think that that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. it maybe. And I don't even think Pitt. No, no. After what happened last night. Clemson can't lose any more home games, in my opinion, or it's going to get a little scarier. I'm not saying they fall out of the tournament, but I'm just saying like the seeding and how it all works out and what the conference record looks like, it's it's going to get a little, a little more perilous if they if they lose another home game. And there's only three left, Florida State, Pitt, and Syracuse. I think the home games matter a lot right now. I think they can afford a road loss. You, you really, the problem is, I mean, it's easy to say you can't get swept by Georgia Tech and make the NCAA tournament. People will say that if they lose tonight. I don't think that's true. No, but it's an easy thing to throw out there. That sounds like it, you know, carries some weight. Yeah. But I agree with you. I, I think that'll just be a a voice of frustration type of a thing tomorrow if we're on these airwaves and Clemson happens to lose tonight. How about this? Clemson can't lose Georgia Tech and Florida State. They can't lose both this week because then that's a three-game losing skid going into late, very late February with just four games remaining. To, to your point, I think it does make it a little more perilous, yeah. Yeah. Now, do I think tonight's game is very critical? Yeah, the, the NC State game, had you won NC State, it would have taken some pressure off Georgia Tech and Florida State this week. Like, you wouldn't have had to have won both. Right. You you could have felt like, I, I just think a, a three-game losing streak is going to start to raise some eyebrows. And with the emergence of way Wake Forest is playing right now and the fact that they're, they're, they're John, they're literally ahead of Clemson in the net right now as we speak. Clemson's still top 30 team, and I think that's what matters. 
But do you start to fall out? You go to George Tech, you're going to fall out of the top 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you would drop to probably mid-30s. Lower 30s. Clemson has to be careful that other teams in their own conference don't start to move ahead of them. Like Virginia, who's 50th right now. Uh, Pitt, who's fallen back now since their their <laughs> margin loss <laughs> to the um, Wake Forest Demon Deeks, who Clemson plays on March 9th to wrap up the season. I I, I just... This game stands on its on its own in, in the idea that I this is a team you should not lose twice to in a season, period. It doesn't mean that has not there's no instant tournament ramifications for that when I say that. I just mean you are infinitely better than Georgia Tech at basketball. Don't lose twice. You can still be an NCAA tournament team in theory, yes. But this is just not a program. It would not feel good to lose to them. Twice in one season, in one regular season. I that's fair. That's totally fair. It would it would put a damper whether this team makes a tournament, you know, goes on to whatever. It's still going to be a, a a blemish on the on the record. One loss, one loss doesn't kill you. Two losses, bad, really bad. Don't lose tonight, Georgia Tech. And really, I mean, there's no reason Clemson should, John. There's no there's no re, like real basketball reasons. That Clemson shouldn't take care of us. They've been better on the road. They're avenging a loss. Remember the uh, who was they avenged a loss to Miami? Remember they they lost to, to Miami on the on the road, got routed, and then came home and took care of business. They avenged a couple losses. You avenged the North Carolina one. Yep. Went on the road and did that. Yeah. In a much more hostile environment than what you'll face tonight. Florida State coming to town on Saturday. I, I just I think Florida State season is pretty much over. I don't know what they're really playing for. They're 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 just going to try to make a run in their own conference tournament, right? Like they're not really trying to to do anything in terms of the standings at this point. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you. So that's there's some opportunities here to get two wins this week. You do that, and it just two wins. Georgia Tech and Florida State kind of erase the Georgia Tech. I mean the um, NC State loss. Say that again. Would beating Georgia Tech and Florida State this week erase the NC State loss? I think so. No, I mean, people are still going to be upset about it, but I think in terms of your resume and things like that, I think it'd be kind of a good balancing act. A good response to the NC State loss. Yep. It's going to be a big game. Big game regardless uh, tonight uh, with the ramifications against Georgia Tech. On the diamond yesterday, and we'll talk more about Clemson-Georgia Tech later, and we'll preview that game. But on the diamond, John... The Clemson Tigers improved to 4-0 and last night after an 8-2 to victory over Presbyterian College. And Jaron Purify hits a grand slam last night as a true freshman in his first game in a Clemson Tiger uniform. That's storybook right there. It's the kind of stuff that you... You know, you like you set the it's, it's the line, the right? How career. can you not be romantic about baseball, right? Problem is, where do you go... Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? Yeah. <laughs> here is what head coach Eric Backich of the Clemson Tigers had to say following Clemson's 8-2 to victory over PC last night. Yeah, I thought, you know, the pitching and some of the, uh, you know, the offensive fireworks there in the seventh were the story of the game. Um, Austin Gordon gave us, a, you know, a good good two innings. We, he was on a strict pitch count, no more than 50, I think is what we said. 
Uh, so he looked he looked good. Joe Allen looked great. Loved his response after the two spot to come in and just pitch with, with tempo and a lot of strikes and put zeros up after that, that first inning. Ethan Darden looked great. I loved his attack down in the zone. Um, those guys look good. And then obviously Ty Olinchuk finishing it up. But it, you know, it had all the makings of those, you know, some of those those tough midweek battles where it's a it's a close game. You look up, it's the middle of the game, it's a tie game, it's a one-run game, and you need a spark, you need some fireworks, and that was Jaron Purify tonight. Um, just that, you know, his first collegiate hit is a grand slam. That's pretty cool. Uh, so big moment for a really hard worker and an awesome kid and uh, so happy to see him get that and a uh, huge huge lift for our team really was the difference in the game uh, and then uh, you know Jimmy with three hits himself a homer and a double uh, you know really that was a big home run to tie the game early on so uh, you know we took advantage of the long ball tonight and uh, and that was the difference don't know how JJ's doing. He got hit in the face, obviously. I'm gonna go check on him after the after we're done here. Uh, but hope that he'll be okay and um, we'll see what you know what the doctors say. But uh, he caught the pitch, you know, kinda of in the cheek and um, you know, so I hope he's okay, but we'll see. Um, but that would be a you know, if he's out for a little bit that would that would be a tough one, but you know, that's why you know, someone like Jimmy will, will step up and take more of the catching duties on and some other guys may have to, you know, help out in that area as well. But uh, regardless, JJ's a captain and an awesome, awesome kid. So hopefully this is uh, just a, a minor setback for him. That is Jacob Gerald that Coach Baggage is referring to who got hit in, uh, in the face last night. Uh, I haven't seen an update this morning. I don't know if we've got an update or anything coming out of Clemson on that. Uh, if we do, we'll... Pass it along to you, but he was struck and uh, could, you know, could be, as Backage said, there could be some significant time. Could not be. They don't they don't really know yet, but hopefully uh, Gerald's going to be okay. Uh, the other storylines in this game, beyond Purify, who, you know, really opened the game up with that grand slam there in the seventh, uh, but Jimmy Obertop getting his first home run as a Clemson Tiger. It will not be his last I can assure you, uh, Obertop's got a lot of power and finally got a pitch he could really drive. Uh, he got walked, what would we say, seven times he was walked in the opening series. Uh, PC decided to challenge him a little bit there in a, in a tight game, and, and he made him pay. Cam Cantarella also hit his first home run, uh, leading off <laughs> in the uh, first inning. The first pitch of the game. Not bad. Not bad. First pitch home I mean, run. Both broadcast crews, you know, Don on the radio side and Quok over on the TV side, they ain't even like gotten comfortable in their chairs yet, and there's already a home run out of the ballpark. Yeah, Cam Canarella doing Cam Canarella things. Um, and then Austin Gordon uh, getting on the mound for the first time. You know, they are holding him back a little bit, uh, as they mentioned. And, you know, he back his, I told you yesterday I thought he pitched about two innings, and that's, that's what he pitched. Um, 50 was the pitch count. He got to 43. So they did not roll him back out there in the third inning. Uh, but after that, you know, he, he mentioned Allen, uh, who gave up a couple earned runs. But Darden, I thought, was was really strong out of the bullpen. Allowed just one hit through two innings, struck out a couple guys, uh, and didn't allow any any free bases there. And then Owen Chuck came in, and I thought pitched well, too, in the uh, ninth inning. So a... a Good outing. John, I think it's important to note only four relievers were needed last night. 
to get through the game. I think that's important. Uh, and then, of course, Purify in his first collegiate game with the Grand Slam, but also some nifty defense over at second base. I think Jaron Purify is a guy that a lot of fans are going to gravitate to and really like to watch play. He's got he's just got that youth, that energy, and just kind of a guy that I think people are going to want to want to gravitate to. I am just very interested to see how this infield is going to shake itself out now with what you've seen from Purify moving right over to third. But you know, Brad, we kind of came in here on Monday and talked about uh, how good it's going to take me a while to get his name right. The uh, number six, who was playing third base for him uh, all weekend long. Heidel, Brand or something. Yeah, I just can't remember. I can't ever get his name right. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting confused with Jake Heidbreder and the basketball side. I'm Their just, names are so similar. I'm just trying to make you say it. Thank you. <laughs> try, you can, try. You can step in at any point in time here if you'd like. No, try try one more time. No, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, John. I didn't. No, I, didn't I think there's an you. interesting dilemma going on there with how you're going to sort out this infield. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I find that that funny. Um, I think that you're going to see Purify play more, and Hinderleiter will be moving over. Thank you to or moving off a third, and Blake Wright playing. I, I don't know where that puts Hinderleiter. Like what? What? Like how do you play him? How do you find at bats? We'll see. And, and, and maybe it's a platoon type situation or just every other day kind of thing, but. You know, Blake Wright's going to play every day. You know that. That That's a lock. He's one of the veterans on this team. He has to. It's just, what do you do with, with the other two, you know, players in the infield? I think it's a very interesting. It's a Honestly, it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, but Which I you think... you have more good options than you have spots on the field? But th- this is how college baseball works. You saw... Now, and not that, not that Hinderleiter's done anything wrong. No, we sung his praises on Monday that he looks like a really good ball player and, and man's a really good third base. He's got a, he's got a good arm. He really does. Uh, and he's got a good glove. But Purify's an energy guy. And he was at bottom of the order. And if he performs, he's going to play. Now, that's the thing. This is college baseball. If you played well one day, you're going to get another opportunity to play well again. If you have a stretch of two or three where you're really struggling, then they're going to, as a freshman, they're going to pull back on you a little bit. Texer gets in. Don't forget about Naraki. What about Naraki? Just don't forget about him. Oh, I, I haven't. I have not. For, I have not forgotten. About I just Naraki. don't want you to forget about him, Brad. <laughs> don't forget about him. Careful, John. Don't hype up these players right now. Be careful. Careful how much hype you give them. I'm sorry. I I, I apologize. I will not hype anybody. You gave you gave way way too many mentions of too many young players who are playing well right now. We're not allowed to do that. We established that on Monday. Won't happen again. But does this not speak to the point that we're talking about how a lot of these young guys, these newcomers, whether they're transfers or true freshmen, are they, they, they look the part. I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't what you want me to say. I'm not hyping anybody up. They're playing well to start the year. It's a fact. And it's okay to look at that and go, man, we'll see what how, how this goes. We're not going to jump to conclusions here and say that Purify is going to hit a grand slam every game. That would be stupid to say. But can we not recognize the young man brought some energy last night to the ballpark? Gave this team a shot both at the plate and in the field? I, to me, the storyline is is the newcomers. Jimmy Overtop hits a home run. You get a big game from Purify. Shufo had two hits. These guys are playing well. It's a big deal for this team right now. 
They're 4 0. 6 5 4 Roar. Hour one, wrap it up now. Hour two, get started after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAA.